Welcome to Moms Going Boldly, a Star Trek podcast. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Moms Going Boldly is two moms who love Star Trek and who happen to have children on the autism spectrum. Join me, Elizabeth, and my co-host Vicki as each week we talk about Star Trek episodes, both new and old. Are you ready for the adventure? Come join us on Moms Going Boldly. And welcome back to Moms Going Boldly. Today we're talking about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Season 2, Episode 7, Those Old Scientists. So how are you doing this morning, Vicki? Good, how are you? I'm doing really well. Good. And did you like this episode? Well, full disclosure, I'm not a fan of Lower Decks. Okay. So I can see how other people might appreciate this episode. It, it was not my thing. Yeah. So. Well, and it was a cute crossover, I thought. I am not a big fan either. I watched a, cute, a couple episodes. I thought, oh, this is really cute. But there wasn't enough there to bring me back. Right, and I find some of the characters very annoying. I did yeah. make it through the entire first series, but when it was over, I realized that I was playing on my phone and not watching. Yeah, but I think as far as crossovers are concerned, this was cleverly done. Yes. So let's talk a little bit more in depth. And I'm going to read the synopsis, the short summary from the Memory Alpha fandom website. An accident while investigating a time portal sends Ensign's Beckett Mariner and Bradward Boimler through time from the 24th century. And Captain Pike and his crew must get them back where they belong before they can alter the timeline. So this episode I thought was really clever. It was a clever crossover. We start off in an animated environment. And then when they go through the time portal, we are then in a live action environment where these actors play the roles of their animated characters in the lower decks. I thought that was kind of cute. Yes. So what other thoughts do you have about this episode? And I think if you haven't seen Lower Decks, you're not aware that Boimler's kind of an enthusiastic screw-up and Mariner is kind of a opinionated rabble-rouser. Like I said, I could appreciate why people would love this, especially fans of that show. I can't appreciate how well done it was. It was. And it was. I thought yeah. it was well done. I had problems with giving away all the information that they gave away. So the story itself, putting aside the crossover piece and the cleverness going from animation to live action, the story didn't do it for you, huh? No, because they gave away so much information, so much information. There was yeah. no appearance of the temporal people, and they gave away way too much information. Yeah, and I thought that, you know, part of the thing I think about Lower Decks is that the characters, are almost caricatures. Yes. And so from that standpoint, putting these caricatures into the live action with three-dimensional characters, it didn't gel well. And I think that there was really no way for the writers to make that work well, I don't think, because either our characters, our live action characters, take these guys seriously and treat them with seriousness, such as, you know, confining them to quarters so they don't interfere with the timeline, which didn't happen, or they become caricatures themselves in how they react, which I don't think would work because that's not the tone of the series. Right. And so they tried to find the middle ground there, and and I don't think it 
it worked. It almost reminded me a lot of the episode that name I can't remember right now. Charades, that's it. Okay. With Spock and his human thing. Once again, trying to find this middle ground and not really hitting it. Yeah. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, qualify it by saying it wasn't that bad. Oh, it was no. cute. <laughs> Once again, yes, it was cute. Yeah. So a lot of this is personal, but, but because I'm not invested in these characters, it wasn't as interesting to me as, I guess, if I had been watching this series and like these characters, which I don't. Yeah. And I actually liked much, much better the characters I am invested in and their interactions with their time traveler companions. Yes. So I really enjoyed, you know, Boimler's hero worship of Una. That was fun. It was. Um, and Mariner's hero worship of Uhura, also fun. Though, again, the interaction between the two seemed unrealistic. You know, Mariner's all hyper-responsive. I think Uhura would have been annoyed. Yes. And would have been like, get out. So it, it felt unrealistic there. Yeah. From that standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I had two favorite parts of this episode, and one of them was when they encouraged Captain Pike to allow his friends to throw him a surprise party for his birthday yeah. by really badly <laughs> intimating that they knew his fate. And I actually was really surprised that he said, oh, yeah, I already know about that. I thought that was awesome. He was like, I already know about that. What I didn't think was realistic is that they should have been like, uh, how do you know? I mean, there was no curiosity there. True. Which, so I thought that was a little unrealistic. But again, the Lower Deck characters are caricatures. So yeah. they're not going to be as realistic. And we can go ahead and accept that. The other moment I really enjoyed was when Boimler actually found the solution to their own problem by pointing out that they had a piece of the original Enterprise on the Enterprise, which I thought was a really fascinating sort of Starfleet lore yeah. piece that I didn't know. I don't know if that's ever come up before. Have you ever heard that before? No, I was wondering that too, if that was something they just made up for this and now it's going to be lore, obviously, but um, no, I've I never heard. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I really liked it. And then when they went and found the piece of the original Enterprise that was placed in the new Enterprise, which is, of course, the ship that they're on now. Then all of a sudden we got to see our invested characters, our live-action characters, having the same kind of hero worship that we have seen, we got to see from Boimler and Mariner. And I thought that was a fun moment. Yeah, I did like that. I did really yeah. like that, yes. I kind of wish we could have spent more time there and developed that hero worship a little further. Yeah. Which we didn't. It was then we just moved on to new things, etc. So I also really liked the sort of species development of the Orions. We got to see a little bit more depth from the Orions than we've seen in the past. Right. So there were lots of things to like about this episode, even though, you know, I'm not so crazy about those characters. Yeah. But a lot of things that I thought were fun. How about you? What were some of the things that stood out for you? Well, I think my favorite parts, other than them talking about Archer and his crew, was anytime Boimer or Mariner brought up something about Pike, like that Boimer dressed as him for Halloween and how great his hair was. And even though I didn't like the too much information part of the whole thing, you know, Pike started getting sucked into it. Like, oh, I must be something in the future. You know, and he had to snap himself out of it. Yeah, you like that? I did. You know, because he was trying to be so, not standoffish, but he was trying to be so professional. And they kept giving him little clues about how much he's enamored and his birthday's a holiday. And, and you could see in his face, he was getting a little bit sucked into it and liking it and then had to snap himself out of it yeah. to continue on with not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I yeah. did like that. I did. Other than what we've already discussed, there was nothing that stood out to me that I really, really, really enjoyed. 
We're going to pause right here for a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Doug Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Doug here from the 13th Warehouse. If you are a fan of Eureka, please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka at EurekaRewatch.com. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, please join Kim and Vicky over at the 13th Warehouse at the13thwarehouse.com. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. Attention Warehouse fans. Kim and Vicky continue on with the Warehouse theme on the 13th Warehouse with Friday the 13th, the 1988 television series. Follow Mickey, Ryan, and Jack as they hunt for cursed antiques sold by Uncle Lewis to unsuspecting and sometimes suspecting patrons of his antique shop. So stick with us on the 13th Warehouse for Friday the 13th, the series. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Bach was a little freaky. I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) He was freaking me out. (laughs) Yeah, it was just too, it was too much. It was too weird. And again, I'm going to fall back on your theory, which I'm loving more and more every time I see the freaky Spock, which we've seen on several occasions, that he's exploring this and somehow he is going to come to a point in the future where he retreats back into his Vulcan training and only his Vulcan training. Right, and unfortunately, because of Boimer, Nurse Chapel knows this now. Yeah. So I didn't like that. Actually, I thought that was really a great moment where he really stepped in it and she got to see the future and I actually really liked that. It added some depth and some more character development that she was going to need to have. Yeah, I mean, we already know that they're not going to end up together, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, still, point. I felt bad that she already knows that now. Yeah. You know? And I think there is something to be said to your point about this is a really lighthearted episode throughout. And then all of a sudden we had this real downer moment. Yeah. And so it, it did it did stand out as sort of out of tone for the rest of the episode. I think you're right there. Yeah, it made me feel bad. Other than Spock freaking me out. And it was funny. I mean, I, I'm not saying it in a bad way. It was funny. He's exploring his humanity and he's trying, but it's, it's not working for him. And so I have another question for you. Do you think that your sort of, uh, it's more than a theory, I think. Should we call it a, well, let's stick with theory. It's the only word I can think of right now. That when we have a really light episode, the next episode is going to be really dark and heavy. Do you think that is still going to hold in play? I have to, because I can't see them doing light episode after light episode. Although, you know, we're only in the second season of the series, so we don't really know what their plans are. Maybe they're just going to do light a couple in a row because it's a one-off episode show. So I'm looking at that through other series I've watched of anything. When you have one of these light episodes, it's just something that's either closing out whatever arc we were in, which isn't the case here because we're really not in any arc, and opening a new one, or it's just next week they're going to kill you with tragedy. Yeah. Yeah, having so. not seen the next one, I'm still going with that theory. Okay, well, I'll be interested in seeing if the next one supports your hypothesis. That's good. I think it's hypothesis is really what you need. This hypothesis that yeah. you have. I'll be very interested in seeing because so far you've been right on. That's what I feel like. Yeah. You know, and I feel like they won't give us too many light episodes in a row. Yeah. But we don't know, really. Like we said, we're only in the second season and there are only 10 episodes a season, I think. So, yeah. you know, they could have another whole game plan that we're not used to. We're not used to this anymore. We're not used to one-off episodes. Yeah, true. You know? So, 
I have two more questions for you. What did you think of at the end where they actually transitioned our live action crew into animated characters? Yeah, that was kind of weird. And I wasn't sure what the point was. <laughs> I think it was just supposed to be cute. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't think it actually has any sort of canon ramifications. No, none at all. Other than just being kind of cute. Yeah. It was just from the Orion, whatever they were drinking. Yeah. And so here's my final question. What rating would you give this one on a scale of 1 to 10? Well, I hate to give it a low rating because I don't like the other show, but I'm going to give it a 7 because I appreciate how other people might enjoy this who do like Lower Decks. Yeah. And the story itself wasn't bad. It was a cute, fun story. Yeah. So I'm with you. I'm going to give it a 7. Okay. So I'm going to change the subject on you a little bit. Off recording last week, we had a conversation about something that I didn't know anything about. And that you had sort of kind of heard things. Well, I have heard things too. And I am sorry to confirm that, yes, there is a musical episode coming up. I have not seen it. I have just heard. So, yep, our people are going to be singing. Actually, that was an off episode. We talked about that on episode. Oh, did we? But, yeah. Okay. We've got that confirmation. Yeah, and I think it's already online, right? I think it is, too. Ugh. Okay, I'm nervous. All right. Well, we're still too behind that. Yeah. Well, so we'll get caught up and then we'll we'll watch that one. We'll gird our loins and watch that one. (laughs) Oh, my God. You don't understand. I get such secondhand embarrassment for people. (laughs) That's why, you know, I know everybody loves The Office and I couldn't watch it. I would try to watch it, but I would get such secondhand embarrassment for Michael Scott, you know, the guy in charge of The Office because he was such... I don't even know what to call him. And I understand that because okay. I, too, I have the same kind of personality where if I watch somebody socially flailing, uh, it's painful for yeah. me. I just want to go up and say, no, 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 no. Yeah, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas other people find that really funny. Faust thinks that's, kind of, that's hilarious. Oh, I can't. And like I said, I, I know, it's you know, painful. I've seen enough of it so I know who the characters were, but I don't think I've ever seen an episode all the way through. I kept yeah. trying. But I couldn't because everybody loves the show and I just couldn't because I got so embarrassed for for this actor who isn't even, you know, it's a a character, but I couldn't. (laughs) So I hear you. I'm totally with you there. And it's just a quirk of our particular personality. We're a small subset of people who are like, I can't watch that either. It's just so painful to watch. Yes. So, okay. Anyway. All right. Any other thoughts? No, not really. Those those old scientists. Yeah, which is supposed to be TOS. But, okay, that's the only other thought I had. But, yeah, really nothing else. Oh, okay. I didn't even clue in on that, TOS. Didn't even clue in. How funny. (laughs) But, like I said, I appreciate how people who enjoy Lower Decks... And, you know, Lower Decks is my favorite episode in TNG. My favorite, favorite episode. Really? I love that episode. It's so sad, I know, but I love it. It's a very sad episode, but it's also wonderfully full of depth and character development. Yeah, it's a great episode. I can watch that over and over and over again. I love that episode. And I don't like the series. Of course, it's not supposed to be the same thing, but... No. um, Well, and you know what? Again, the animated series is... is caricatures and the next generation episode is full of depth all those characters have so many layers and so many facets and it's full of depth and i think maybe i went into it wrong maybe because of the name of the series i thought it was going to be more although it's animated i didn't expect it to be dark and heavy but i i don't know i don't know what i expected but i think maybe i expected it to be more along the tng episode right you know 
I don't know. I had a hard time. and I did one season, but I can't even tell you what happened. Yep, I'm with you. I didn't. I tried a couple episodes, and again, it wasn't bad. I was like, oh yeah, this is funny. But it just never drew me back. Yeah. Okay, if there's no other thoughts on this episode, we'll move on and invite our listeners to join us as we talk about Star Trek Strange New World Season 2, Episode 8, Under the Cloak of War. That sounds ominous. It does. It does. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, then I'll talk to you then. Okay. Bye. You can continue exploring the universe with Moms Going Boldly by following us on Facebook at facebook.com slash momsgoingboldly and on Twitter at momsgoingboldly. The music used on Moms Going Boldly is Without Limits by Ross Bugden Music. On Twitter at Ross Bugden, licensed under a Creative Commons attribution license, creativecommons.org. You can listen to Moms Going Boldly on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. And we're now also available on Apple Podcasts. Transfer complete.